0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Disco Ball podcast, and my name is Simar Kar, and today we have a very special guest, Xenia. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm Xenia.
1: I'm really excited to be on the Disco Ball today. Um... I guess I'll just talk about how I got introduced to this podcast in theater. So um, Samara and I met a little while ago because we both had interests in theater and we were working on projects in theater. And we just had started having so many conversations and we vibed so hard and we were like, oh my gosh, we need to talk more about this stuff and we need to connect and work on things together. And so that's kind of how I got introduced to it. And I was really inspired by like her idea of spreading Um, awareness about theater and stigmas and mental health and stuff and so um, I was like oh my gosh like I'd love to be on your podcast Um, and I also I've been a thespian and I've been involved in some theater shows I'm currently um, going into my senior year in high school um, at a school in Johns Creek Georgia so we are on opposite poles of the U.S. which is kind of cool but yeah
0: I'm really excited to be on today. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. Um, so, Xenia has been working on a really cool project, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, let's just open the floor. So, what is what um, you want to explain, like, what it is you're doing? Yeah. So, um, the project that I've been working on for the
1: past like few months or so um, is basically um, writing a theatrical production that highlights the stories of the people in my community around Asian American issues. So basically what we're doing is first we started off by um, collecting stories from the community about their struggles as Asian Americans and now we're kind of working on weaving those stories into um, a script and like a theatrical production with like music and you know, it's like, a, it's like a musical. I would say I'm scared to call it a musical because there's not that many songs. It's low key if you watched a Bollywood movie, it has the amount of songs that a Bollywood movie has, if you're not familiar with that. Um, it's basically mostly acting, but there's like um, music pieces in it too. Um, but we're really trying to showcase these issues through the characters that we're developing. Um, and it's gonna be really exciting. Um, to kind of spread those messages because I've always kind of been into
0: spreading messages through performance but yeah. I think that is so cool like when um, Xenia first told me about the project I was just stunned I was like this idea is so well formed and it's just so important to like send these messages out to especially young girls and just let them know that there's a world out there that they like they don't know and that they haven't experienced yet and they have to like get ready for that but um, tell me a little bit about the writing process how that's coming along
1: okay so I'm working with and I'll talk about this a little later too but I'm working with um this director um she's directed like a lot of shows before and um I'm working with her um she's kind of like coaching my writing process and I'm also working with um my co-writer who is Anika and we basically um We first started off with like brainstorming the characters, right? So we kind of wanted each character to represent one of the issues. So it was really important to me and to um, our kind of executive board that we highlight some specific issues. So one of them was um, body image and like beauty standards in the Asian-American community because Definitely there's like a lot of like Eurocentrism and colorism and things that we wanted to highlight. One of the characters represents like the academic pressure um, being in one of those households, and then like the other character represents um, the like having a different sexuality and um, going through having to integrate that with like the community and their stigmas and things. So I guess we first started by like, kind of storyboarding it like we had to brainstorm each of the characters and like write down like what traits that we wanted and not just like, not just like what their storyline is but like, what are the hidden things that they do like what what is what they're like what is what this character is doing when no one's watching. Um, and then um we kind of wrote out like an outline and that was just like me and Aniga on a zoom call just like um writing through what we thought would happen and I think it was really cool because like I don't know like a romance happened that we didn't think would happen and um sometimes like the characters interacted in ways that we didn't necessarily expect but like it came together nicely um but now we are almost done with our rough draft and we're kind of like looking at it and I was on um I was on call with director her name is Samira so I'm just going to say her name but um, Samira was talking to me about how um, a lot of the stuff right now is very shallow so a lot of times in a rough draft what you'll write will be very shallow but as you go through draft one draft two draft three draft four you're getting deeper into what those characters are really trying to say what is really Um, their motives like we have one character Ishii Um, it's funny our our show starts off with the scene of Ishii um, at her eyebrow lady appointment and she's getting her eyebrows threaded and so and like the eyebrow lady is being really um, judgmental about her skin tone and her weight and um, kind of offering her like those household remedies to like bring her skin tone lighter or like get slimmer. Um, And so she gets really annoyed. But um, at the beginning, I was treating Ishi's character as someone who's like, so annoyed with the Indian sort of South Asian sort of standards for like her beauty. And she's like, I don't care. Like, why? Like, why do they want me to be lighter? All of this. But now I'm starting to realize that, for example, the reason that it's hurting her is because, um, the reason it's hurting her is because there's a part of her that wants to feel wanted. There's a part of her that wants to be complimented by those ladies. So like, she can't just be completely okay with it and just annoyed at these people because she wants to feel wanted. So I think it's very like, I feel like it's this insight into human psychology and into like what really drives humans to really like craft a character that is relatable and that is real. And that if you want to make an impact through performance and like portray a struggle you have to do it you have to kind of do justice to it so I guess like going deeper into it has been a process of like really really understanding myself and Anika understanding herself I know that like um especially with that character because Anika could relate to that character um we really had to go deeper into why she was feeling the way she was feeling and because we were scared of going deeper into how we felt about those issues it was like um it was like difficult to go deeper in our show. So I guess it's like self-discovery and learning about people while you're creating that storyline. But yeah, it's been, it's been a process and we're we're having fun through it, but we're also learning a lot. I really
0: do love like the how like like from the last time we talked how much I feel like it's progressed like how much you've talked about the characters and just I guess really like pinpointing about why they're feeling the way they're feeling and I think that's just so important I think you guys are doing a really really good job so yeah so I know that you did um answer some a little bit of this question but what like truly inspired you to move on with this project
1: okay okay cool so basically um a few years ago, Samira, the director that I was talking about. um, Okay, so I'm going to explain this really fast. So my religious community is, it's a very small religious community, I would say it's like 15 million people around the world. We are a sector of Islam. Um, We are Ismailis. And so a lot of us have very unique experiences because um, a lot of times like our religion isn't structured in like a similar way to a lot of other religions because we have like a present living leader and um, our kind of mosque system I'd say is different. Um, So basically a while ago, our religious leader had a diamond jubilee. So um, he had been leading for 70 years, 60 years, sorry. A diamond jubilee is 60 years. Um, And um, to commemorate that there were a lot of events. So one of the things that happened was that Samira was the director of this production, but there was a production um, with artists all around the country and they would come to California um, every single weekend to rehearse this. But basically they put out a a, a message of like, we want your stories to everyone in the community around the uh, around the country. And they were like, send us like a two minute video of your story, like as an Ismaili Muslim as an immigrant as someone who like came to this country, um, because a lot of the people in America, um, are immigrants that are like in my religion. So um, a lot of people sent in videos, my dad sent in a two minute video, I like recorded it for him and everything. and. Um, After that, they kind of like wrote a whole like two and a half hour, Broadway style production. And like I said, there were artists all over the country who like auditioned and every weekend they would go out to LA um, to rehearse that. And one of the people that went was like from Atlanta and I knew her really well. I actually grew up listening to her singing and like seeing her as a role model. So when she was part of that, I was really inspired by it. I actually wanted to be in it, but they were like, you're like 12 years old. You're not going to fly out to LA every single weekend. And I was like, yeah. Come on now. Um, But anyway, that was happening. And I was kind of like watching the girl that I was talking about. I was watching her Snapchat stories and she'd always be at rehearsal with all these really inspiring people. Um, There were not just singers. There were also dancers. There were also musicians um, and they were from everywhere. And it was so cool. Um, But anyway, when they put that on, they put it on in like seven cities around the country. And here it was like In my city, it was like in Fox Theater. I know you live in California. It was in Royce Hall at UCLA. So they did like, they did it in a lot of places. Um, And so when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like they had, um on the screen they had some videos of like the people that they actually chose they'd like brought them in and professionally recorded them and they would like show the video and then they would like have a scene where it was like interpreted or whatever and it was really really inspiring to me to see those messages conveyed through performance um because i always have been someone that like wants to convey those messages Um, also um like speaking of being one of those people, um, I remember like in my talent show in like eighth grade, I wrote a song called Dear Society. And I wanted, um, what's it called? I wanted to like spread those messages um, through like the song that I wrote, or like, um, I would write spoken words a lot about like societal issues and stuff. So I was always very into like combining the things that I liked in performance, because I've always liked writing, speaking, singing, acting, dancing, and then combining like my social activism in a way. Um, So yeah, so there was that. And then also um, just my experiences with um, coming out as like being bi in like an Asian American community, that was always very like, um, there was like a lot of stigma and there was a lot of homophobia. And I think like the issue specifically that I picked was very much because of that. Um, We were initially going to package it as something for like like as spreading um, Asian American queer, um, like trying to eradicate that stigma. But we were like, if we package it like that, first of all, my parents are not gonna be so happy. Second of all, um, I feel like targeting an audience that is initially maybe sort of opposed to that idea. We don't want to like shy them away um, before them even coming, so I want to package it in a way where they'll come, and then maybe they'll like learn something new. And also, like I go to a school where, like, I don't know, there are like barely any white people or like non-Asian American people in my classes, and a lot of that academic pressure competitive pressure is there. Um, a lot of the like the body image pressure is there. So I think um, also it's just being like a like a collective thing. Um, The whole mental health idea like there's a lot of stigma around things like ADHD and other things, the body image thing came from like a whole focus on mental health and then we zeroed in on it, but um. I think just having dealt with those issues and knowing that like that's something i'm passionate about sticking out against um also, I think um I have like I did I started theater this year um junior year of high school and I like it but I think there was always something missing um a lot of time like ago when I would like sing other people's songs and I would cover other people's songs I'd be like I don't know it's like not my song like I'm not spreading my message to this song um and I'd be like like what's the point in singing someone else's song I want to write my own song so it was kind of like that with um theater too it was like I'm playing a part in someone else's vision when I kind of want to be the one having the vision. And so I guess that also inspired me. And when I was able to like get in touch with Samira and have her mentor me, I was like, oh my God, like she's the one that made this whole thing happen. Fox Theater, like Royce Hall, like Seven Cities. Like it's, it was very cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Um, so yeah, pretty, um, pretty long story, but <laughs> yeah, um, that's kind of what inspired me, I would say
0: that's really inspiring and it like inspires me a lot too and I'm pretty sure it's going to inspire a lot of people all over the world but okay so what does success look like to you like with your project?
1: Okay um okay so I think okay so when I saw the production I was talking about it was actually it was called Stories Our American Journey because it was like compiled of a bunch of stories um when I saw stories I was very inspired to like do my own thing and I feel like Sometimes like, I feel like if I was Samira making that production, just the fact that one person that Xenia in the audience was so inspired that she wanted to like spread her own messages through um, theater and through um, other people's stories. I feel like that's what would fulfill me. So I feel like, um, first of all, I think everyone that works on the show, I really, I really think that for me, part of success is like, us learning about ourselves, learning about these issues, um, really digging deeper into these things and um, learning like what it takes to make a difference. Um, I think we have like two sort of sections to our audience. Number one is like the Asian American teenager or Asian American um, like middle schooler. I feel like we might have to have an age restriction on this just because of the mature content, but just the Asian American people that come out Um, that can relate to this, Um, them knowing that they're not alone, Um, but also the parents and the people in those households that are perpetuating these ideas coming and having just a little bit, just a little bit of a perspective change, just asking themselves, like, is this really how I want to be raising my children? Is this and a lot of times it's like, it's not their fault. It's, wow. it's the multi-generational standards and traditions that they're passing on because that's what they were subjected to. So um, I think a lot of it is like them just questioning, like maybe, just maybe this isn't the way that I should be going about it. Um, and then the people in the audience being like that are like that are like my age or that can relate being like you know maybe this is okay like maybe i um like giving them the courage to step out i know like a while ago like in my religious community there was like there's like a lot of stigma a lot of like homophobia they never like openly talk about um like being queer or things like that um but like it's i guess there are subtle undertones of like the people being like homophobic um but I think there was like this, there was this community group like a while ago, like right when I was first coming out, that was like for queer people in our religious community. And we would, it was like all over the world. There were people like Lisbon and Dubai and wherever. um, And we would get on a Zoom call every Sunday. I'm sure, I think we're still doing it. I just haven't gone um, because there's actually like not very many people my age. But um, when I started going to that, I felt so accepted and I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. These people have these struggles. So like telling the story is kind of like, I feel like whenever I read like a really good fiction book, it's because I like can relate to that person's story. And I feel healed in some way because I threw like that person going through it and like getting out of it. So I think like that is a very big part of it. And also, um, wait, I was gonna say something and I forgot. Um, <laughs> but I think like, it's less about like how many people show up and more about, oh, oh, oh yeah, this is what I was gonna say. um. We're also going to have like a um not a question and yeah, a question and answer and like just a discussion forum type thing after the show, just because it's not just like a show, it's also like something that needs to stimulate conversation in the community. So like having that conversation, especially like hoping that people don't come in expecting um to be like challenged in the thought processes um or thought processes. I don't know what the word is, but um. Yeah. <laughs> having um, having that discussion with the audience and kind of like stimulating those thoughts, um, I feel like will be a big part of it. Um, and I think also just for me, success looks like learning how to um, like, facilitate and like execute on a project that I'm like I literally have like no idea about like I've never written a show before I like to write I like to sing I like to dance but I've never done something like this before and I think learning all of this in the process like it is so me in every single way and learning um, learning everything that comes with it I feel like it's to me it's also like its own entrepreneurial journey um like getting cast and like um, making this whole thing happen. So I think just learning all those skills that come with making something like this happen, um, I think is good. And I really hope that like somehow with like news coverage or like um, the people in the community that like come out and support it, that like we stimulate conversation in like the broader community as well. And it's like inspiring to more than just like the people in my area, but yeah
0: that's awesome i know i personally cannot wait for it to like air i am so ready to be there in the audience here you guys all on and i'm really number one excited. fan yes <laughs> number one <laughs> fan yes for sure is there anything you would like to add um it's funny
1: i think i talked like a lot for <laughs> um most of the questions so um let me think um I think we're at some point going to have like this recorded and like put on like our website or whatever. So whenever that happens, I'll let you know. And I guess you can tell the people that listen to the disco ball well that they can support and stuff. But if you are an aspiring Playwriter or someone who wants to spread a message. I'm just going to say that, like, I am not, I feel like I, like the way I'm talking about this, I sound very like well thought out or like experienced or whatever. I promise you, I'm just a random high schooler that like got into theater in 11th grade. A lot of the people that I I'm like doing theater with have been doing theater since like seventh grade and eighth grade. And they're like doing all state theater and like um, doing all these different things. I joined theater this year. I'm not very experienced at all. Um, And I think just having the courage to like step into something that I don't necessarily know what I'm doing with, I think that's like for me, that's what makes it inspiring. Um, I think if you're like an aspiring, someone who just wants to spread a message, don't be afraid to do that because Um, I was definitely afraid but I think sometimes you have to learn that like the message that you're going to spread and the impact that you want to create outweighs your fear like have the fear and do it anyway I promise you I am the most like scared person that this but no one's going to want to be cast in my show like who's going to want to do my show who's going to want to like come out to see something that I created, like all of those fears are still in me. So I don't wanna like come off as being like super confident or super like, like I have to be confident because otherwise this isn't gonna work out. But all those fears are in me, like feel the fear and do it anyway. I guess if I wanna add anything, it's that and, um, yeah, don't be afraid to think outside of the box. I know that, like, I, like, when I joined theater, I was, like, oh, my God, like, I haven't been in it for a long time, so, like, I'm obviously not experienced, and I'm not that great at it, and, like, I'm behind or whatever, um, and I guess, like, if I had been in theater since freshman year or since eighth grade, then I would have been, like, the president of theater, and I would have been a state officer at, like, um, our Thescon and, like, in Georgia Thespians or something, but, like, just thinking about it like, okay, you know what? Maybe my timeline is like what's meant for me. Maybe um, maybe like, for example, like acting and singing as much as I love it, maybe that's not the role that I'm um, best suited for. I know you and I were talking about this, um, about how like um, feeling like we have to be on the stage, but like also feeling really connected to the other positions. So like, don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone with like the, the role that you play in the whole process. Don't be afraid to like, if you're like listening to this and you haven't joined theater or like you want to, go do it, like, just just do it. Like, you think you're behind, but you're not. Like, I promise you, you'll find a community. And like, suppose, like, I, I didn't like completely vibe with my theater community that much, but I was like, I just don't vibe with theater, but maybe it's not that. And maybe it's the role that I'm playing. So I guess it's just like, like, don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to um, do things that you're not necessarily ready for. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's all. But like, um, yeah, don't be afraid to like make an impact through whatever it is that you love, because you might think that you have nothing valuable to say, but I'm telling you, you do have something valuable to say. And I don't care if the rest of the world doesn't want to hear it. I want to hear it. And come tell me, my Instagram handle is literally just my name. So come tell me. Um, I will come support you. Come tell Samar. Samar will come support you. Um, Sorry. Okay. I said Samar because everyone says Samar. I'm gonna say sim, wait, Simmer, right? Yeah, yeah. Come tell Simmer, she
0: will support you. And yeah, we're we're your biggest supporters, your biggest fans. Um, and yeah. I totally agree with that. And like I know personally, like the setback that I thought I had like growing up, cause like I was so sheltered from this world, which is a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> like I joined my sophomore year and I don't know, like being in, like, I, I felt very welcomed in the community that I was welcomed into, but it did still sometimes feel like, oh my God, like these kids have been doing it since they were like six or something. And I just started, like, I have nothing to put in or like nothing to like offer, but like, that's just a myth. Like you can, you have something, you can do it. Don't let that setback actually set you back. Cause it's not really a setback. You're just starting a little bit later than other people. So go do what you want, follow your dreams, and that's all we have for you today. So please go follow The Disco Ball at all socials and go to www.thediscoball.org for more information. Thank you.